the Pals Podcast. Welcome back to the Pals Podcast. This week, we had a big, big guest on. Yes, a TFC vet. He's born and raised in the city, Jonathan Osario, winner of the MLS Cup in 2017, played for Team Canada, and we had such a good chat. Most appearances ever for TFC. Um, as you know, a homegrown kid uh, grew up down the road in Brampton and now plays and represents his team in his country. Awesome discussion. Great guy and, and kind of told us the story of how he came through soccer. It was, it was really cool. Yeah, he's humble. He told us about the, the wins, the losses, some of the most exciting parts. So take a listen. Hit the subscribe button. And Georgie, what do we say? LFG, baby. Let's go. So, just got back from the West Coast, off-season, uh, pre-season wrapping up, season underway. What is, what's your favorite part of a pre-season? Is it getting back in the mindset? Is it, like, do you still train all off-season? Or, like, what's, the, what's your favorite part about it? Yeah, well, for us, off-season can be pretty long. Um, so, you do start training um, after a little time off. Usually, like for me personally, I take like two weeks off. Uh, I'll usually go on vacation. Um, this this year was a little bit different. I I kept training after the season was done because I because I I went to Colombia to visit family, um, and that was like a three week trip. So I used that as my break, and then when I came back, I got back into it. Um, my favorite part about preseason, honestly. Just getting back with the guys, getting back yeah. with the guys, knowing that it's a new season coming up. Um, so that's always exciting. The training it is, as from a player standpoint, is not our favorite type of training because you're you're running a lot and getting ready for the season. But it's also exciting, you know, exciting. You you, you know you see new faces, new players, yeah. and then old players. Um, well, you said you you were out there for about a month and a half, and you said you had two days off the entire time. Was that uh, two? Two full two days full off. Days, okay. I would say there are some days where we would go in in the morning, do something light, like yeah. a li- little regeneration uh, session, and then we'd have the rest of the day off. Um, but like actual full days off, I I only remember two. Yeah, yeah. Well, during a typical like preseason practice, what do you guys do? Like run us through because I know you watch like the highlights of soccer games, and it's like midfielders run twenty two kilometers during yeah. that game or something ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. What do your practices look like? Is it you know five k start go? That's your warm up. No, uh, not really. I think it depends where you are in preseason. But let's say the beginning, um, uh, first the first couple of days is all tests. So it's yo yo tests, um, like your sprint test. They take they take all of that. Yo- What's a yo yo test? Yo yo test is basically a beep test, but oh, okay. but but like way harder. Like it starts really 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 fast. They, they don't give you those easy ones. No, where you can, like, no. There's, there's one. E- there's one easy one where it's actually like a like a pretty good stride. Yeah. And then the rests are sprints. Pretty much sprints, <laughs> and you have like five seconds in between to rest. It's it's tough. Yo-yo's tough. Did anybody come out, come back out of shape this year? Anybody on the team uh, struggling that yo-yo test this year? Uh, some. Uh, <laughs> he, doesn't want, to, he doesn't want to throw no, shade no, at his team. I'll say there's a, there's always a couple of guys. Yeah. And it's usually the veteran guys. 
Um, well, you've got to be one of the vets on the team now. I'm you've a been vet now, what, yeah. Seven, eight years. Yeah. yeah, I'm a veteran, but I, I, I come. You're still I young come, at heart. I come yeah. ready. I come ready. But uh, you know, yeah, there's a couple guys. I won't say names, but there, was, <laughs> there was a, a couple guys that came a, a little bit heavy. But yeah, well, they, I was watching they, that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was just gonna say they, they, they lose that really quick. You know, once yeah, yeah. Once they get back into it, I was watching on uh, Instagram. I saw the FIFA ratings. Oh my god. And they dissed <laughs> you hard on the sprinting. I was like, whoa. Come on. How are they gonna do them like that? I, I think first of all, FIFA. So FIFA for MLS doesn't they don't rate MLS yet. So okay. they think if you play in MLS it's still the easy league this and You're that. just a 70 give or take. Yeah, you know, 70 if you're like a good player in the league. Um so whatever. And then <laughs> and then uh yeah, but they had my sprint speed. So they had Pozuelo higher sprint speed. Yeah, I saw. And so a lot when a lot of the guys if you saw in the video yeah. was like this is crazy. Yeah. And so no, he ain't fast one, once I seen that, I, that's like <laughs> it was a wash. You go bad. into it, you don't really read into it, yeah. you know. But you have fun with it. And once I read that, I said, okay, this is a joke. You know? Well, just even to jump on that, it's funny that you say that. Like, like they don't rate it and all that, or like as a you know, like maybe not the same levels of the leagues. Personally speaking, I remember seeing my first TFC game when the league first started here, mm-hmm. and I remember watching that. I was with my dad, and he's like, he's like, I can't watch this soccer. Yeah, it's uh-huh. you know, it, it, but it's night and day, like. I mean, I think that the league has come leaps and bounds since then. I mean, you're getting international exposure. So that's interesting that they don't rate it, especially considering maybe it's not obviously, obviously been around as like Bundesliga, Premier League, but I, there's a yeah. lot of good players out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I get it. You know, I get it. Um, at there over there at EA Sports, uh, I get it. You can't rate. It's hard to rate a guy here the same as a Premier League guy. Yeah. And they're, they have the high ratings, you know? So they're, they're basing it off that. Yeah. But here is just, it's come a long way for sure. Um, it has improved every year. I think now it's a, f- a football that you can actually watch and enjoy. Yeah, There's a lot, sure. m- lot more good teams. Before, I was the same. I used to think the same when TFC first started. I was like, ah. And I was a kid, and I knew what yeah. I was watching. I was like, ah, this is, this is in a high level. But it has come a long way. It still has to go a long way. And, but... It, it's, well, because I even think well. in the past it was more players from Europe came at, towards their end of their career, but now they're coming, you know, in their late twenties, not even yeah, right? yeah. like they're coming in some peak, like yeah, yeah. peak form, right? Uh, they're not waiting till the end of their career. They're mm-hmm. coming. I don't remember like Pelé, for example, back in the nineties, he mm-hmm. came at the end. Yeah, you know, but now you got guys like Jovinko. He came Ooh, basically in his, in his prime. In right? his prime, yeah, yeah. yeah Sebo came in his prime, and um, he, I think he he was like the first one to one of the first to come in his prime, but the first one to come in his prime and then destroy the league like he did. Yeah. And um, it's crazy. Um, that makes you think, oh, a guy that at this time, at that point in his career, wasn't really playing at Juve um, and comes here and he tears up the league. So then it, it gives off the, the wrong impression. Yeah. Like, oh, this guy came. I can do it. So other, like, other guys try to do it and then they realize they can't do it. it Seba was different. Seba, yeah, yeah. Seba should have been playing at Juve. Or he could have been playing at another big team in Italy or wherever, and he he decided to choose to come yeah. here and 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 do it. So and I remember too with the Italian team. I think I don't know if the right term is boycotted him, but they said that because he played MLS, he wasn't going to make the roster. Which mm-hmm. I guess to your point, like they view it as a lesser league. But all, like if if he just because he did it, like if you look at everyone else, no one else is doing what he yeah. not no one else, but not as yeah. many, right? Maybe Ibra and some of the other guys yeah, who yeah. come over, but. 
yeah, like what he did, he put on a clinic out here. And, yeah, and, yeah. You know, so, so it, it, that gave the wrong impression. But if you ask, I bet if you ask the but he can tell you the league is, is improving every year. There's better players. Um, so, and it's not easy to do that. It's yeah. not easy at all. Um, and exactly, he he actually did get a few call-ups with the Italian national team while being here. Okay. And that was huge. Yeah, yeah. But then when it came to coming going to the tournaments and they were naming the roster, they said that. I, f- I forget who was the coach at the time, but um, yeah, I'm not sure. I can't remember. Yeah. But they were saying that, yeah, because Seba plays in MLS, it's a disadvantage. So. Well, let's yeah. jump back because you made the point that you've been here for a long time. You've seen where it was to where it's come now. So I guess... Take us back to that point where you, you know, you came through the academy and you, you know, you get that call and you step on that field for the first time representing like your home team. Yeah. What, what was going through your head? What does that feel like? I mean, walking in front of the, that crowd, it's. Yeah. It's so my, my debut was at Roger Center at the time. Um, the debut was at Roger Center against, closer, yeah. against, um, Sporting Kansas City. Uh, I have a story about this though. So the, the it was it was our home opener, but not our season opener. We had a season opener the week before in Vancouver, and I was in the lineup. And you know, um, this is gonna this was gonna be my first game. All of that, very excited. It's coming towards the end of the game. We've made two subs. Uh, we're losing the game two nothing, I believe. And then Ryan Nelson, the coach at the time, calls me over, says you're gonna go in. So I'm getting ready. It's about the around the 90th minute. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get good. I'm gonna get my debut. Get, you know, run two minutes. Hopefully, I touch the ball and <laughs> you know, <laughs> get a touch and get you know. TV. And but I'm gonna have my debut. What a like, you know, you work your your whole career, for me, your whole life yeah. for this moment. You've gone through. You know, you start thinking about like the uh, the struggles that you go through, whatever. Uh, <laughs> the ball wasn't going out, so the ball wasn't going out. There was no chance to get me in. Yeah. You're just like, someone kick it out, please. <laughs> yeah, like I'm waiting for the ball to go. I'm about to go in. The ball wasn't going out. And then and and then the, the ref blows the final whistle. I didn't get in. <laughs> I didn't get my debut. Were you were you pissed when that happened? Like or is it like It sucks, but like you, what are you gonna do? You yeah. know? And I'm I'm a rookie, like what am I gonna say? You yeah. know, um what can I do? I go, okay, whatever. Like now this is a chance for me. Maybe I can get my debut at home. Perfect. That's what I was just going to say. Like when you got to debut at home, like was your family there? Your yeah, friends, yeah. like everybody's there just Everybody. ready. My family, my, you know, my parents, my brothers, my grandparents were there. A few of my cousins were there. Uh, my friends were there. Everybody was there. It was the Rogers Center. It was cool. There was a good crowd. I forget how much, but uh, I got in and we were winning 2-1. I remember I was nervous, so nervous, but, yeah. uh, we got through it. They almost ended up tying the game, which would have like, which would have ruined my <laughs> <Yeah>. debut. <laughs> and uh, but we got the win too, so it was nice. nice. And after the after the game, I see my my family in the stands. It was gave them my jersey. It's a touching moment. Oh, sure. it, was a, it was a great moment. You know, uh, something you dream about. And I get to do it. I got to do it at home. My pathway toward toward like to get there wasn't, you know, wasn't very orthodox at all. But I got there and. Well, yeah, that's I what great. I was actually going to jump in on it and say, like, you, you know, you kind of got the snub from what I from what I understand. Like, you didn't get a try when you first thought you would. And mm-hmm. you had to kind of, I don't know if it was the right turn back then and slide into the DMs. But you, you yeah. said you messaged Danny Dickio to get yeah. a call up. Like, that's that's crazy. Just shooting him a message and, and got an invitation. How did that work? So, basically, I had come back from Uruguay and I, I was speaking to an agent and um, he peaced. You know what? I'm not going to throw him under the bus. He didn't promise me 
But he said, I hinted I, at it. Yeah, he said, I can get you a trial with TFC. Like, if you stay, don't go back to Uruguay. I'm going to get you a trial with TFC this year. This was 2012. Didn't happen. And at this time, I, I had I was I had patella tendon, like I was injured. I had patella tendonitis, but I didn't tell him I still wanted to do the trial. Yeah. Um. So it didn't end up happening. The doors to go back to Uruguay closed, and now I'm I'm at home You're with stuck. no team, and I'm injured. Jeez. So I'm nursing this. How old were you at the time? I was. Uh, You're about 21. 18, 19 years old. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So I was like about 18 years old, no, 19 years old. Um. Nurse it. Gets I get better and then I need a team I need to get back into it so I started playing in in the Canadian Soccer League which was the professional league back then for Canada and I joined SC Toronto got back on my feet started playing feeling good played against Toronto FC Academy in the, in a league game did well scored a goal and assist I saw Dick, Dickie saw the game out he was the coach of the other team so I know he he saw me and I I know I made an impression so now comes to the end of the year. Um, my brother, my youngest brother at the time, maybe he was like 12, they were scouting him to go to TFC Academy. So there my father obviously met the coach, whatever, and he said, listen, like I have my oldest son. He's a good player. He, you know, can I can I get like which who's the coach for the team where he would be eligible to play? So the coach at the time said Danny Dickio gave him the information, gave it to me, he said email him, see see what he says. So I took a shot, <laughs> I emailed him, said, listen, like, I know you've seen me play. Can I have a tryout for your team? I just I just want to try out. He goes, yeah, no problem. I know who you are. I remember you. Come out, come out Monday, let's say. I joined the and then I started training with them for like two weeks. And then they were shutting down the academy till the next year. And he said, so at the last practice, he goes, come back next year. We, we want you. So I come back the next year. We train for one week. Then the first team starts. Um, they get a new coach, Ryan Nelson, but a lot of guys are at the national team, so they need they need players to to train. So they asked Dickio to get to bring up four players from the academy. He chose me. He goes, "You're gonna be one. You're gonna be one of them." I go, "Wow! Like yeah. this this is this is my chance." I remember I couldn't sleep the night before the first training, crazy, and I went. I ended up training, training very well coach saw me liked me they brought me to preseason when they weren't gonna bring any academy players that was the initial plan they ended up bringing three of us and then i went to preseason had a had a really good preseason scored a goal and ended and up sign, signing my first contract there Jeez. eight years later here I'm you are still here crazy man. i wanted to ask so you be, you were if i'm not mistaken rookie of the year with the csl right yes so do you think that like i know it's not the the same as the kind of, you know, the league it is now. Mm -hmm. But do you think that that stepping stone was a reason that helped you get there? Like from what you're saying, the injury, yeah, getting noticed for sure helped me help me get back to being me, uh, playing playing at my best. Because at the time I was really injured, I I left Uruguay injured, and then I could have went back. Uh, what people don't know is that I could have went back to Uruguay. They they think that they cut me. I could have went back. They wanted me back. I said no to try to come to TFC, and then TFC. Literally, the the general manager at the time said no. He said we don't want to see this kid. Come on, that hurts. So you come back, oh, you're injured. Man. You just closed another door. Yeah, it was a hard, very hard time in my life. Like, I don't want to like make it dramatic or get into it, but it was 
it was really tough. I was really tough on myself. For sure. You start getting in your head, in your own head. You start dealing with anxiety, things like that. For sure, man. And, uh, and I'm young. I'm 19 years old. So this is the first time I'm dealing with this in my life. And um, once I got back on the field, everything just, it made me happy again. It made me happy again. Yeah. I got to play at my best, normal, and that's what made me happy. And everything happened so fast. It's, 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 it's crazy. I'm, I'm blessed. And do you think, like, let's say, you know, if you had made it, because I'm sure coming up, you you know, playing in Brampton and, and mm-hmm. uh, off all these rep teams, I'm sure you're playing at the top of your team. Otherwise, you wouldn't be right today. But facing that adversity mm-hmm. and having the chance, like, one shot, you know what, I'm trying out for my, like, my city's team. I got to do it. Do you think that still fuels you every day today, like, staying hungry and, and motivated? Oh, yeah. yeah. 100%. Um, I, I think if you ask anybody that knows me, the, my number one trait is that I'm so hungry. I can stay hungry. I can accomplish things and, and, and then want to go for more and want more. Um, I think that's helped me a lot in my career. And the fact that I, you know, I wanted to come to TFC and I reached that goal made me realize that I can, anything I like choose to do or, or put my effort in, I can do. And that's what made me, that's what it made me believe. So that's helped me a lot. Yeah. And, and when you say that, that you kind of hit that, I don't want to call it rock bottom, but when that door was closed, you're injured. And then you mentioned you just wanted to get back on the field, being back to you and playing your sport. Like we've touched upon that even when we had Eric on. It was the same kind of idea. Once you get to the thing that makes you happy and makes you you, it seems like a lot of the background noise disappears because mm-hmm. you're doing what you love and you're able to kind of truly be yourself, right? And that's what it feels like, I guess, for you on the pitch. Yeah, exactly. And, and like different people have different things that, that help them make them feel like themselves. Some people have hobbies and things like that. Like I have my my stuff that I like to do, but nothing is like football for me. Football is is a release. Um, it's it's me at my happiest, and and yeah, for me, it, it honestly took me out of rock bottom for real. So on that about being your happiest, so I guess the feeling when you scored your first goal, mm-hmm. I believe it was March thirtieth. Yes. What does that feel like? That's like what a couple games into your first season, or that's um, the third game. Third game. Third so game what is that? So many doesn't. That's, yeah, he's that's, that's, most games with the TFC. Most like yeah. it's got to be tough to remember them all. But what does it feel like scoring that first goal? And was it was it home or was it home? Away? Home. My, my my first game at BMO. Oh, because remember on. the home opener was at Rogers Center. So this is my first game at BMO Field. Mom, dad in the stands. Well, your first game oh, is that is that the first TFC game at BMO or no? Was it my first TFC? My yeah, my first time. ever game, like official game at, at BMO. BMO. Okay. Okay. Um, so yes, first game of the season at home at BMO Field for yeah. Toronto FC. Um, we played in the LA Galaxy. Um, I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, came in, uh, did a couple good things on the ball, feeling myself, feeling confident, and then um, yeah, the ball went up, went went up the field. Uh, I started running into the box. Um, Luis Silva at the time made like a half shot cross, low cross across the box. I got a tip to it put it in the corner, <laughs> ran to uh, score. I was so happy. I didn't know what to do. It was my first goal. So <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just running to the corner, to the supporter uh, section. And it's crazy. So at the time, um, there's the grass area. And right before the, the ads, the board ads, um, there's they had like a, I don't know, like like a styrofoam kind of floor there. And I, I ended up stepping there and I slipped. <laughs> <laughs> and I slipped. I hit my back. I actually hurt my back, but 
the adrenaline at the time. I don't feel it. I and get, you got to play it cool. Too. I get, <laughs> I get, I just score. So yeah, you're trying to, you know, play it off. Uh, I get back up. You're cheering, <laughs> running back. I start to feel my back. I'm like, oh <laughs> man, I think I hurt myself. Coach, um, I need a sub in time. Crazy. Um, I remember amazing, amazing moment in my career, my first goal against a really good team at the time, like Landon Donovan. Came oh, out, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Well, Landon Donovan, was there. Was Beckham on the Galaxy as well? No, no, he just retired. Okay. He literally okay. did that year, the year before. He okay. just retired. Okay. But Landon Donovan had retired as well and then came out, and that was his first game. Oh, so. Wow. I wanted to. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go, go. I was going to say, I wanted to take it back a bit. Mm-hmm. When did you realize that, you know, you wanted to be a professional soccer player, that soccer was what you wanted to do for the rest of your life? Maybe not the rest of your life, but yeah. for yeah, yeah. Um, it's crazy. My my mother my mother tells me a story. I don't remember this. I was only four years old, but my mother tells me a story that we were watching TV, we were watching football, uh, soccer, and uh, she says that I told her that one day that's gonna be me. This is my mother. I don't know why. I don't know why she would lie, but I don't remember that. Yeah, four years old, right? It's- but. My whole life, I, I think I did want to be a professional soccer player. It's, it's what I love from a, a, a very young age. When I realized that I had a chance, I think I'll, I turned, I was 14 years old, 15 years old. I realized like I had it to, to, to make a career out of it. But, man, man, that's, uh, so you always, like, you never wavered. You never at any point thought, you know what, like this is hard or I'm not interested. Like you've always, always loved soccer. Like eat, always. sleep, breathe, watch everything. Always. Um, at one point when I came back from Uruguay, I, at one point I did think that it w- it was not going to happen. And I was young. I don't know why I was putting so, m- so much pressure on myself that way, but I did. And I had this I had this uh, dream as a kid of playing professional or signing by the time I'm like 17 and, you know, this whole dream. You have a plan. Too, a right? plan, a plan. You, you, you know, you, you, you kind of... Um, compare yourselves to the the best players the best young players in the world and they're all starting when they're 18 and so i'm i'm 19 and i i'm still not signed and i don't have a team now and so i put the pressure that you know, this could be it like i'm maybe i'm not gonna maybe soccer is not for me and you kind of start to doubt yourself and start thinking about oh my gosh like what am i gonna do yeah. uh now i gotta go back to school this and that you know you don't you know you start going crazy um but other than that man i, I and then once I got back on the field, came back focused and, and saying, no, I can still make it now or soon and it'll still be okay. And soccer was always, yeah, yeah. always a priority. I, I honestly, it, you should always, I tell like younger players that I ask, you should always have a plan B. I didn't have a plan B. There was no plan B for me. But that's the thing too. I, I- it is important, like especially for young athletes who think that you know I'm gonna be this superstar, and then they end up, you know, even guys who go to college sports, let's say, you know, they all think they're gonna make the NBA, for example, mm-hmm. and then you know, there's so select few that make it. But also on the other side, like you had no plan B; it was fight or flight, right? So mm-hmm. you either gonna make it, you're gonna do everything you can because you have nothing to fall back on. Mm-hmm. So do you think that fact that you didn't have a fallback, so you're thinking if I don't make this, I got nothing. Like I don't, you know, yeah. I have nothing to fall back yeah. to. Do you think that motivated you even more? Uh, 100% it helped me. Uh, but like, like I said, I would say, like, I wouldn't tell that for everybody. Yeah. Um, it depends for me. It worked for me. It worked. That type and of person it, you are it's type for the type of person I am and, and, and for what motivates me and how I work under pressure, it helped. So yeah. for me, it helped. Yes, that for sure. 
100% not having a plan B and, and focusing on this got me to where I am. Saying that, like, s- some guys, I would say, you know, work hard, try, yeah. you know, make that your focus, but have something to fall back on, too, because, like you said, only a select few, like a handful make it. And yeah, it's it's tough to be a professional athlete. Yeah, like not everybody can do it. Yes, I, I know. I, I tried. Yeah. I just wasn't yeah. good enough. To I, I didn't even try. I knew I was. <laughs> <laughs> I knew from a young age I wasn't making it anywhere. <laughs> uh, this this body wasn't built for, for sports. I played <laughs> soccer. I was a striker. I knew very young that I'm like, yeah, this ain't, yeah, this ain't for you. <laughs> I went to play golf and baseball. The sports I move as little as possible. <laughs> um, I want to jump a couple of years ahead now. So 2016, mm-hmm. you know, MLS Cup, TFC loses. Mm-hmm. Take us through that and how did that shape your mentality for the 2017 season? Like it's, it's never easy to lose. Mm-hmm. And especially at, at that stage, at that point in your career too, where you're, you know, in your prime now, you're well-established. Mm-hmm. Take us through that, what it felt like and how that loss essentially helped you prepare for what happened next. Yeah. Well, when we lost, it affected me in a, in a tough way at first, for sure. I mean, it, for a lot of things, you lose. The way we lost, we dominate the whole game, and yep. they don't get a shot on net, yeah. and they beat us on penalties. That's the worst way, and so in my opinion, worst way to lose it. Incredible. The worst. I remember I was I was sitting in my in our seats on the east side of BMO, mm-hmm. lower bowl, halfway up, and we had a bunch of Seattle supporters in my top right corner. So I guess it'd be uh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. northeast corner. Yeah, and I believe that TFC was kicking going north, mm-hmm. and the goalie made the last save at the end, or it was missed. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they went nuts, and I'm just thinking like. Like this is how we lose. Yeah, like, especially you dominate like, the whole dominate. game. Dominate, even in in extra minutes, like yeah. extra time, like dominate. Well, like Stephen Fry he makes that save on Josie that I don't know how he makes amazing. Um, and, know, oh, and he was definitely that goalie that he carried that. No, that no, team. no. They, they won. They won because of him. Without a doubt. And um, um, yeah, I can't believe it. I've never, I've never heard of that. I've never yeah. heard of a team winning the finals. Without getting a shot on net. Yeah. Sports, Dominating possession. Sports, amazing, yeah. right? Yeah. Sports is amazing. When you're on the right side of that, that's amazing. Yeah. When you're on the wrong side, you feel like I do. And like, this is incredible. First MLS Cup for us at home. We lose like this. It was tough. It was tough for like the next, I would say, a week. Yeah. A week. Tough. You know, you don't you don't really want to do nothing. You're down. After that, you know, as a professional, you, you pick yourself up. Yeah, no, you you lose games. You yeah. lose a lot of games. This was my first really important game. And uh, you just, you know, you use that as motivation for the next season. And I think not only myself, but the whole team used that as motivation for the next season. We had a, a, a big core, uh, a good core guys coming back. And plus we made some additions, some key additions. And then we had the best season in, in our history in yeah. 2017, plus winning the, the final. So, um yeah i would say that 2016 final fueled us for for the next few years i would say now we've been pretty successful for the for the last few years even on that note like because i can't even imagine what it's like to be in that situation because again losing is one thing but to dominate and know Mm -hmm. you gave it everything and like you were the better team to lose has Mm -hmm. this thing and i can only imagine like tfc is known like some of the best players play on our at that time on the team you got like josie you got bradley you got from what i hear he's like eat, lives, breathe, soccer, the same thing. That's uh-huh. his everything, right? Yeah. So all those personalities, knowing you're the better team, the whole team must have been in the same boat where you guys, you know, did you think that we can come back from this? Is like you weren't defeated. You were more, it just kind of, it, more, it piss you off more than anything? Yeah, but, I think so. Uh, yeah, pissed us off. More, know, motivated word, us. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, guys yeah. were, oh, sorry. Uh, guys were pissed for sure. I mean, 
how to lose like that it, it sucks right and i don't i'm not taking away anything from seattle i I would never and i have never said that they didn't deserve to win that game yeah. because if you play the way and you hang on and, and you get yourself to penalties and you win you deserve to win but they definitely i would say we were the better team so it hurts and then they would say the same thing um so for that reason it hurt but again it fueled us and also gave us belief that we could the fact that we got there and came so close now we knew we had it in us so that also charged us for the, yeah. for the next season and, and on that now so you're 2017 mm-hmm. you know dev- devastating loss you go on have one of the best seasons in Toronto, I guess FC history mm-hmm. was well, the best. And, I think it's one of the best seasons in MLS, wasn't it? Am I? I'm biased, <laughs> but uh, I can give you facts. I, I've thought about this because I, I, you hear the thing Let's is hear you hear MLS. The people at MLS love to make stories, and you know the yeah like, the narrative like, like media face, yeah media yeah. any kind of media not only MLS any kind of media. So they're always trying to say you know when when something happens when when a team breaks the record for points in a season, let's say. This is the new best team ever, MLS, right? So at the time we win, um, even before we won, they were putting that pressure. If uh, like if we didn't win the MLS Cup, then Toronto FC can't be the best team ever. We just broke the points record. Points record, that's it, yeah. Um, we just point the, the broke the points record, won the Canadian Championship, um, and they still weren't gonna give us the title till we won MLS Cup. Now, I, I seen in the last few years, they're giving this title to teams that break the points record with, and they're giving it to them already without winning the MLS Cup. And the I title say, of like best team. Best and team you're ever. Back, like, and I'm saying, well, yeah, what is this? I go, what is, <laughs> what is this? And, you know, that's why sometimes in this league it's tough being a Canadian team. It's the truth. It's like most yeah. major sports exactly. in North America, right? Yeah, exactly. Even the Raptors. Canadians get no respect. Even yeah. the Raptors. We, we yeah. talked about this all the time. Crazy. Canadians get. And I don't want to veer topics a little too much, but you think about the Raptors. We've been a top team in the NBA for so long, and this is our first Christmas Day game. Yeah. And it was this season. Crazy. After so many years of just being a top two, top three team in the East, this was our first Christmas Day Not even Day to game. deviate too much onto basketball, but like the Raps, since, and I, so yeah, big fan of them, but like since they Same. traded for Kyle Lowry, we've never mm-hmm. missed the playoffs. Yeah. That guy, we just lost, we just lost the best player, arguably in the league, two-way player in Kawhi. Yes. And we're still... I think top second or top three in the entire league. That's absurd. But still no love. They did. Oh, it's they crazy. got hurt. Gold State got hurt last year. They didn't deserve it. When yeah. LeBron beat them, they, or then they beat LeBron. Half of LeBron's team was hurt yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. But when Canadians do it, it's got to be, you know. They always find a reason. And yeah. they, they always find a little reason. It's crazy, but it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, Raptors. I love big fan of the Raptors yeah. myself. Um, what they're doing is amazing. Uh, so congrats to them. But uh, yeah, going back to what I was saying. Yeah, so. We win MLS Cup, and then now there's no question. Like we won MLS Cup. You're the best. Uh, we did the treble. It still hasn't been done. The teams have broke the re- the record for points now, and haven't won the MLS Cup in the same year. Um, plus the following year we get to ch- Champions League final. So no team has done that yet either. And so there's no there's no argument really. For, no argument so for you're saying me. for that span, like no one like, the records you guys broke, no one's done it. No. So there's no argument. But do you the, still the, the the record has been done now? Yeah, Our, one, the some, points record. The points record. And that was was that a, uh, for the next the very next year was, was Atlanta, uh, Atlanta, Atlanta and Red Bulls. Okay, I know Atlanta tied it. Yeah, um, and then but New York Red Bulls beat it, and then last year LAFC beat it. Yeah, again, and both both of them never. But won. again, yeah, 
They didn't, they didn't go to the finals, though, they, did they? they or Atlanta. Atlanta tied our record. Yeah. Um, they played us on the last day. We beat them 5-1, so we didn't let them beat our record. <laughs> and, uh, a pride thing. That's honestly probably as big of a, as having it. You stopped them from beating you. That's pretty big. Because that was a tough season for us. If yeah. you remember the, the following season, that yeah. was tough for us with injuries and stuff. And Wasn't that also because that was the year that you guys went to the finals exactly. in Champions, Champions League? League. So you guys barely got any time off, and you're playing like yes. Because I remember there were so many games in, I think, February. Yes. And then I'm like, wait a second. The season starts in a week. Like, yeah. when do these guys get, like, a training camp, a proper training camp? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where is there a rest period? Like, you played, I don't know how many games are in a regular season, but almost an extra third because of all these mm. playoffs the year before and then yes. Champions League. Yes. We had no rest. We had it's no... Like, we had that's crazy. We had no rest that, that But, like, literally, like, no time. It's just, like... Kind of like what yeah, we had time. Off, maybe we, had, we had a week. Yeah, I I, went, I remember I went on vacation for a week. Um, I went to like Punta Cana for a week. It was a nice week, and then I was back into it when I got. I had to get back into training because we also started early that year. We started training camp earlier because of Champions League. Yeah, yeah. So we started earlier because we wanted to, you know, really be ready for this competition because we are gonna put all of our eggs in this basket, and um, we went for it. It was a amazing run a, a run that out for me personally was great and for the team i don't think we'll ever forget and unfortunately we lose in penalties again but no it, again no team has done what we did in that tournament and in that no tournament team. is that the one that you won the golden boot for that tournament? i won yes yeah that's no crazy. big deal yeah no big you know big as a i'm, I'm honestly is that, honestly, is that I, rare too I, though as a midfielder like it, yes yeah. one as a midfielder two i'm a canadian three if you compare, I had Seba Jovinko on my team. Yeah. <laughs> you had Seba, he, he got and, the golden boot. <laughs> and uh, well, Seba actually tied me in goals, but because I played less minutes, they gave it to me. Nice, okay. So okay. <laughs> a little fist that, was the, that was the one time. Uh, that was the one time that I was so I was so happy that I got subbed out of a game. You know, <laughs> you go back and you think, oh, I got subbed out of the game. Thank, thank yeah. goodness, the first time and only time ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'm. I don't like to speak. I don't think like. I don't believe in people uh, speaking about themselves. For sure. You know, sure. I think that's for other people to judge. Yeah. But what I will say is I'm very proud of that. Um, I think I'm the only Canadian to win that trophy. And, and, and when you think about all the players that were in that tournament, it's, um, I think I'm, well, I'm very big, proud. It's a big accomplishment. Very big accomplishment. Sure, yeah. Very big accomplishment in my career. Um, I would have rather, I would trade it <laughs> for uh, the win. For, the for win. sure. For Champions League win. Uh, like, Without no even thinking about it, but the fact that I have it and I want it, it was uh, honestly uh, something I'm gonna have for the rest of my yeah. life, and um, and something I think that I I don't even get a lot of credit for, and no problem, like I I'm not one to please. But yeah, yeah, like oh you got you don't need to broadcast but, it, or yeah, but, yeah, you know, yeah. but yeah. still it's not something that people like yes. recognize or maybe know as much as yes. they probably should be aware yes, of. Yes, but I think I, I am so proud because this podcast everybody's gonna. <laughs> <have> <laughs> No, I appreciate that. But uh, no, I think for me, because I know, at least I know what it really means. And, yeah. and, 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 and you so know how hard it special. is to do something like that. Yeah, right? it was it's hard. Like anybody can do no, it. No, no, no. It's, it's select it's, few. Yeah, yeah. I was playing probably arguably the best. Well, I think I'm a better player today than I was then. But at the time, I was just, I was really, really You're informed. Yourself, yeah. I was really informed and, and playing some of the best soccer to that point. Yeah. So, and we, we touched upon kind of all those games. But I want to say it, it's... Sorry. I was gonna jump back. <laughs> oh, okay. I wanted so to go, ask. I wanted back, to ask one back. question about 2017. Okay. So, 2017 in front of the home crowd, mm -hmm. like, what does that feel like when you know that you guys got it and like you just 
Because that was a dominating win, wasn't a it? A dominating like a win. 4-1 Even No, no, Correct no. We, me, I could be we won 2-0 the final, but like domin- like another dominating performance. So what's crazy about this one is that we, 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 we sorry, entered. What was the score for the, because f- there's a first leg. Of, oh, no, not in the finals. There isn't. Finals is one, one game. One yeah. game, yeah, yeah. So um, we ended up going into halftime 0-0 still. And an amazing first half, like dominating, playing great football, getting chances, and, and this guy is making saves again. And that's tough. That's tough when you, when especially what happened oh, yeah, the year before. Again. Yeah, it was yeah. against Seattle yeah, again, so it's right. the rematch. We there, yeah. It was the rematch. And, and you, you're like, not again. That It kind of creeps into your mind a little bit. But the guys were really good. We got we got in each other and said, no, this is not going to happen. We're going to do this. We got together and we, we really believed. We yeah. really, really believed. Um, but it's hard for those those thoughts not to creep in your head. And, and they do a little bit, but I think... And they, even they, like- yeah. Sorry, no, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was gonna say, and even maybe like it changing your game, coming out of half, saying maybe we gotta be more aggressive and kind of selling out to try and exactly. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. Um, if you let it creep in your head too much, that happens. Yeah. But we didn't. We we didn't. Um, as a group, I think we came out with the same mentality, dominating again, and finally we get the goal. Josie scores, and that's when you really start to. Yeah. Towards the end of the it. game, you start to feel it. You know, like this is it. We were there. I remember when Josie put that one in, like. It was electric in that place. It, yeah. it was a nice goal. Yeah. Yeah. Even the fans are thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, They're yeah. thinking like, are you kidding me? This is not going to happen the same way it happened last yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. No, you, you could feel it. Like, we could feel it as players. You, we could just feel the tension at yeah. halftime. Like, you kind of... The fans are happy about the performance you do, but damn, like, this is going to happen like, again. We need a break, Yes, right? yes. Yeah. I and you know, like we're on the field. Yeah. <laughs> we're you not know. on the field. We're freezing our butts off, cheering <laughs> on, like, eight drinks deep. Oh, yeah, but you know you know how it is to be a Toronto sports yeah, fan. You know, sure. like, doubt. So many years, we haven't been so getting the bounces. Yes. Right? You talk Vince Carter, the corner yes. three. Yes. Everything. The, like, like, the Leafs losing 3-1. The, yeah, like, everything. The, yeah, the 4-1 blow in the uh, third yeah. period, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So many unlucky bounces. It was like, when does ours come? So, that's what I mean. So, like, you... You could, me. I knew. I I understood. Like I have been in that seat, and and so I understood. And then when we came out, we got it done. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Best. That's gotta be the craziest feeling too, especially from somebody like, at that point, you know, home. Again, going back thing like your hometown team, mm-hmm. your hometown kid. Like you're you're you got to hoist the championship for your yeah. team. Like that's gotta be. I mean, winning it. Anything would have been for any team must have been would be amazing, but yeah, yeah. like in front of your like, like no, it's definitely I I would say a little bit selfishly it, it meant a little bit more for me yeah uh, just being from from yeah, you got your from family home. there like you remember that moment in 2012 when you're sitting yeah, at yeah. home half injured yes. your boy shut the door and, yes exactly you know, you're thinking like I put oh, all my, my eggs in one basket yeah, yeah, and here yeah. I am like yeah 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 100, 100. basket full of chickens or whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how the next phase of that yeah, expression yeah. no no. <laughs> Exactly, exactly yeah. that. I mean, I couldn't have put it better myself. You just you start to remember all those things, and then my family makes their way onto the field, and and you have a moment with them, and you think about that. So, and even for your time. parents, it's got to be like an amazing experience because they've watched you your whole life, your mm-hmm. whole career. That moment when you've hit that, I I don't even like that pinnacle of mm-hmm. your career. Your parents are probably just so proud of you. Yeah. Like, when you get when your parents get on the field, your mom gives you a hug. What she say to you? They're just like tears of joy. Yeah, they're just even m- my father is one of the toughest guys I ever known, and even cra- even tears came out of his eyes. I've never seen tears come out. Yeah. And tears came out of his eyes. You know, it was it was uh, it was a proud moment for them for sure. Um, it was great to see that. Uh, my brothers as well. My brothers have have seen 
um you know the me at my lowest so yeah. they, they them them too they it was their dream too and yeah. that's what it felt like and so for that reason it was you're probably amazing. nudging little brother like hey see i made dad cry <laughs> what did <Yeah>. you do <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was pretty amazing it was an amazing moment um uh, we all hugged each other it was an amazing moment that's awesome man and then going back now you said that so then 2018 it was a tough season you know, coming back, obviously, you have no rest. You're essentially playing two seasons with one week break. Well, yeah, that's what I wanted to touch upon yeah. when I was asking before. <laughs> Soccer isn't one of those sports where, you know, for example, baseball, that it's not super physically draining. Like mm -hmm. in baseball, unless you're a pitcher or a catcher, it's not as physically demanding. That's mm -hmm. why they can play so many games in a week. Soccer, you're running for someone like yourself. I don't know, maybe what, 15, 20 kilometers in a game. And it's not like you're casually running that. You're sprinting. So that's got to put a big you know, strain on your body. And the fact that you're not getting a good amount of rest clearly puts you at a disadvantage. Yeah. Right? So you're, tell us how that's like. No, rec recovery is a huge part of, 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 of soccer. And, and those that, um, the more you commit to it, the, the better you can be. And, and to be the best, like if you ask all the guys, the best players in the world, they, they, soccer is their life. It's, you know, you eat, sleep, and uh play soccer like that's all you do like you said it's it's very taxing on the body um it's not like you know you can start to go out and, and eat whatever you want during the during the week and you know like baseball players i don't know but you hear you know they can even pitchers pitchers don't don't play every they play every yeah. like five, five games days, yeah, five like games. you know so they can uh they're, they're not they're not days, yeah. they're not running you know they can go play golf or whatever yeah. after the game or i don't know but yeah. um for us yeah you gotta you gotta take care of yourself watch what you eat sleep well well have you done anything different as you're as you know you're getting older you're not you know not 18 anymore so you obviously gotta be aware of what you put in your body have you at any point in your career changed your diet yes. changed your sleep patterns like mm -hmm. what have you found has been successful for you to maintaining your physical ability over the last like you know, five years or whatever. you have to, you have to adapt. You have yeah. to adapt. Sometimes you know you uh, you have to adapt, and that that comes with like trial and error. Um, you start to see what you start to pay attention more to what works and what doesn't. I think uh, as you become a veteran and as you start getting older, um, my diet has changed uh, a, a few times now. Um, uh, sleep is so important. I think when <laughs> When I was a young player, sleep was whatever to me. I could go to training on five hours of sleep yeah. and feel amazing. If I go, if I go to training on five hours of sleep now, uh, there's no yeah, way it's I'm not training. Happening. No, no, it's like coaching. No, no, no chance, no chance. Like, or I'm gonna be very, very bad, and I'm sorry I didn't get a good sleep. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. Talking about diet, let I would love to hear more about yours because we talk about this all the time, kind of health and fitness. But you know, you're a professional athlete. Obviously, you pay you know great attention to what you're putting in your body. So. What's your diet consist of? Are you, you know, typical? You eat, well, let's say, four, three, four meals a day, high mm -hmm. carbs, high protein. Um, so, uh, it's about it's about five. You say six meals, but it's three big meals and three snacks. So, that's what that's my diet. Um, typically, like right now in season, it's uh, it's a high yeah carb diet, high carb, uh, closer to the game. I I don't really eat a lot of carbs away from the game. I try to stay on, you know, your proteins and, and try to get your little bit of carbs from your vegetables, lots of vegetables. Um, try your iron intake. You, you pay attention to all that stuff. So um, m for me, I go now um, 
recently I've changed the fact that I don't, I've gone to a half, half pescatarian diet and then half normal, you know, eat meat, you know, but I, on Wednesdays, like tomorrow I'll start to eat only fish or, okay. or maybe like I would pay attention more to carbs than, than to protein. Yeah. When you say half, is it like leading? Is it like half the week leading up to games? You to do games, it? to games. So you try to stay a little lighter, so you're not lighter, as much. Exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. So okay. it, for me, it makes me feel lighter. Um, with, without the meat, I love meat. Yeah, I'm yeah. a big meat guy, but well, South American. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. huge part of your diet yeah, down there, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, uh, but I've cut that off now, and I felt I felt a lot lighter. Okay. Um, so it's it's helped me. It's helped me a lot. And and now as you're getting older, like. Do you still, do you, recovery take longer for you? Like, are you focusing more on like, you know, cold therapy and tubs? Are you getting yes. more massage therapy, more physio? Do you find you have to do more now? Or are you still like, are you uh, still okay at your age you're at now? I'm still okay. Yeah. I'm still fairly okay. Um, But I definitely have to uh, take care of myself more, like uh, get a good amount of sleep after games and after trainings. Um, Yeah. Uh, Ice baths, I still do. I, I was pretty much doing that from a young age. Yeah. Um, I try to stay away from doing too much massage and too much because if you, it's you know, if you get too reliant on it, it I feel I, I personally feel bad. Like yeah. I start to feel bad, and I start to feel that I'm feeling something every day. Whereas if I do my stretching, stretching's a yeah. huge part uh, of what I, you know, of my recovery. Yeah. Um, if I'm stretching every day and taking care of that and, and doing my workouts that, that keeps me maintaining strength, I feel that I'm pretty good. Well, that's the thing, too, is like one of the things a lot of athletes say is that as you get older, it's like the yoga, the stretching, all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Because then you find out your body more to your point. If you're yes. relying on someone just to kind of fix the kinks, yes. then you're not going to know or you're going to yeah. rely on them to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I guess that's a big thing. Do you do anything like yoga or is it mostly just pregame stretches, postgame? What, what does that look like? Mostly you? stretching. I do yoga once a week. Okay. Um, I, uh, I'm a big fan of yoga. Yeah. I actually, I think I should start doing it more. Maybe I probably will. Maybe yeah. twice a week. Um, but in, so many in, yoga companies are going to be reaching out to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah come by our yoga session. <laughs> no, I love yoga. Yoga is great. Um, it, it's great. Uh, even hot yoga. Hot yoga yeah. is amazing. But, um, a lot of my stretching anyways, my stretching routines has a lot of like yoga, um, like moves, moves. Exactly. So I mean, I kind of do yoga every day in that sense, yeah. but I mean, a real yoga session I do maybe once, once, a, once a week and, and it's helped. Um, anything different than that i mean i have like i i've invested a lot more on recovery so i have these like recovery pumps recovery boots that i that i use a lot um I mean, is it the is it hyper ice or whatever is it is that the brand of it they're like the things you put on your legs like the bags um yeah it's the it's basically the bags yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. and it pumps and 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 uh it does compression basically it's okay. like compression and uh it's it's really really good that's that's helped me a lot i've i've, I've invested a lot more in my recovery for sure yeah well, I guess, you know, from, you recently signed a contract too, so you want to keep, you know, longevity is a big part of your game now, right? Yeah, you yeah. want to keep playing, and I'm, I'm sure you are you must feel like you're having, you know, you're in your prime right now. You want to yeah. keep that going, so recovery is going to be a huge aspect. Huge, huge, and exactly. I want to feel the best I can for as long as, uh, as long as I can because, you know, you only, sports, you can only play for, for so long. It's definitely not something you do for the rest of your life. So, yeah, yeah. But you try to do it for as long as you can. So one question on, on all this meals and, and uh, fitness related stuff. So do you have a go-to pregame meal that you have every Ooh. game or do you just kind of eat what the team has? <laughs> no, I have a, I have a, 
I have a go-to. Yeah. I, I have, uh, I stick to my pre-match meal is um, beans, uh, some beans, uh, salmon, um, a little bit of veggies. Veggies can be whatever. Yeah. Uh, broccoli I usually go for. And then like a half plate of, of pasta. Okay. Of pasta. Uh, no, I don't use a sauce. I use olive oil and then a, a little bit of Parmesan. Very nice, very it's nice. so funny when I was playing hockey back in the day. My pregame meal was rice and beans. My mom's yeah, Brazilian, yeah. right? So feijoada ah, okay, is like yeah. our Brazilian dish. Yeah, yeah. And I would literally get to the arena, and I hate to say this out loud, but I was gassy, right? Like you know, like, <laughs> mom's like, "Don't worry, it's, it'll keep the players away from you." I'm like, "I'm a goalie. They're coming this way no matter what." <laughs> yeah, feijoada was mine, right? Like rice I don't, beans, I don't right? have too much. I don't have too much beans, so it doesn't. You're good. That much, but Plus, people are you. You got space, right? Like yeah, 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 yeah. Playing outdoors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm in, I'm in my little <laughs> crease as a goalie in hockey. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess like, jumping back kind of into the the soccer stuff. So on TFC, who would you consider is the most like serious teammate about soccer? Lit, like I know you say you eat, live, and breathe it, but is there somebody right. that twenty four seven three sixty five is soccer? That's it for them. I would say everybody, everybody, like like. Touching on that, everybody's pretty disciplined. To yeah. be a soccer player, you have to be disciplined. But yeah. there's definitely some that are more than others. And so to your question, for sure, I think this is a known thing. Uh, Michael Brandon. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to That's what I would have guessed. The most disciplined guy I've ever seen, and it's it's admirable. But that's the thing, too, is I'm sure that as, as a cat captain of the team, like that's got to trickle all the way down to, for the culture, for mm -hmm. everything. Like, you guys don't. You know, you can see organizations I jump in reference to basketball. Like you see organizations like the Raptors, who the culture has changed. TFC, the culture has changed. Mm -hmm. Even the Leafs, like you see other organizations around the world where they don't have that leadership and like the rookies kind of do what they want and they revolt against the coaches. You guys have been consistently near the top, if not at the top of the league for four years now. Yeah. So do you think that's attributed to him or is it? Oh, for sure. He kind of leads the for way. For sure. And any good team that that has like long success, long-term success, it if you really pay attention, the, the, the common denominator is a good captain. Yeah. For sure. So then if he's the most serious guy, who's the biggest joker on the team? Uh, Joker? Um, I thought you were going to say who's the least serious. <laughs> no, yeah, I was yeah. like, yo, you can't ask no, him that. No. No. <laughs> My man's going to be throwing people under the bus. No, right no, I'm no. not going to get this guy put on the bench. I want to know just yeah. who's going to get who, into practice. Who likes to have fun? Who kind uh, of like, you know. Yeah, who, who was really funny. Um. Oh, a few guys. We have a funny team. A lot yeah. of funny characters. Uh, actually, maybe uh, a surprise one. He's very funny to me. Is Laurent Simon? Really? Yeah, funny guy. Okay. <laughs> funny guy. Funny yeah. guy. Okay. Very funny guy. Uh, really good, like banter. Yeah. A great, great, great energy in, in the in the locker room. That's awesome. It's always good to have a good dynamic, right? You need yeah, guys yeah. to keep it serious, guys to keep it light. Cause yeah, then... balance, I think, is the most important thing in, in life. Yeah. Balance. Well, but it also helps with chemistry, too, right? Like yeah, helps, yeah. I mean, you, the more you laugh with people, the more you have fun. Like, And it's, I mean, it's easy to say that when you're winning. And, mm -hmm. you know, when you're losing, it's a little bit tougher because it's hard to joke and have fun even yes. when you're losing. But I think there's a time and a place for everything yes. and a fine balance. Yes. And obviously by the success TFC's had, you, your team has that perfect balance. We do. We do. We have, we have good balance. We have good, uh, um, how do you say? We have a core that we've had for a long time. So we have good, um, uh, the word is not popping into my head. Continuity. Yeah, continuity. Yeah, yeah. Continuity. Yeah, because yeah. uh, yeah, you guys are the core of the guys. Like, I mean, you included, but like you look at all the guys on the team. 
been pretty much the same with some additions yeah. and subtractions, but yeah, exactly. like the starting lineup. Yeah. 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 Exactly. It's, we've had uh, a lot of players coming back always. Not not like the old TFC where you have like a whole new team every, every season. Yeah. So um, no, I think all of that is important to having success in and for a long period of time. And I know we're going to get back to the TFC in a bit. I wanted to switch gears a little and talk about the national team playing for, for Canada. Mm-hmm. You know, again, we're average Joes. We, we've never put on a, a Canadian, well, we've put on Canadian jerseys to cheer <laughs> on a team, but we've yeah. never represented our country. What's it like to, to get on an international level and, and represent your country on, on that kind of stage? Like, what's it feel like? What's the, you know, the moment you get the call saying you're, you're going to be mm-hmm. you know, on the team and you start playing and you're representing the country. What's it like? Oh, it's it's an honor. Um, you feel really honored, and and uh, the really really good players are the ones that don't take it for granted. And and every time they 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 put on the shirt, um, they're giving their all. And and then when they go back to the club teams, they're making sure that they're playing and performing so that they keep getting called. I think, uh, in that case, it's an honor. I mean, you're you're getting you're getting called to a team of twenty three, meaning you're one of the 23 best players in, in the country in the country that the country has to offer and i think that's every kid's dream when you when you grow up playing and and when you when you sign you you want to play for your national team and that means you're the best in in your country and the you know uh, in a lot of countries you know the, the populations are huge so to be that is it, it's it's a huge honor a yeah. huge honor and kind of on that topic, do you think that the Canadian national team and, and the development of Canadian soccer players has really grown and benefited from the rise of MLS? Oh, for sure. 100%. Because, when, for example, we're roughly around the same age. When we were younger, Canada wasn't really spoken about on the world stage, right? Yeah, but yeah. now the men's team, even the women's team specifically, yeah. they're, you know, the women are one of the yeah. top teams in the world. Right? Well, the so, women, women now for a while have been top team in the world, I would say, and, and they're getting close to winning tournaments yeah. and and I, I believe the last world cup they were even uh favorites to get like the semifinals yeah. which is huge so our women's they lost team, to brazil actually yeah yeah yes. i can't remember yeah they lost in like the it, it was uh yeah. they would they would tell you i think it was a disappointing uh tournament Finish for them for because them, yeah. they've had some such high expectations but that just goes to show how good they've come they really are and how far they've come so yeah our women's team amazing and, and our men's team is coming up now too and i think we're getting a little bit of world recognition for sure in CONCACAF. We we yeah. have recognition now. We, I think we we have um, people that believe we are a top team in in the region, um, and that that definitely goes to you know having the MLS and having players playing in the MLS regularly that helps. And then also the balance of that and having players go to Europe and be successful, um, you know that has led to to our team and the development of soccer in this country uh coming a long way uh especially recently yeah what and what do you guys have is there anything this year coming up is is for canada is it every year's conga cap is it how does so i mean obviously the world cup 2022 yeah it's coming up which means qualifying is coming up so we are we are in a a little bit of a tough position right now we're fighting first let me say that the the process of getting into what's called the hex so the hex is you make the hex that means you're that's six teams uh in concaf that are fighting for world cup positions um to qualify for the hex is very very complicated they've made it, it it's 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 a shit show <laughs> it's a shit show and sorry if i no, hey you're good <laughs> it's a it's a shit show and um 
I don't know when they're going to fix it or if they'll ever, but I think they, they will fix it. But now it's too late. So we find ourselves, we are ranked seventh in CONCACAF right now. Um, and the ranking system is very, very off too. So it, it doesn't do us justice. And so this year, by June, we have to be in a top to six ranking in CONCACAF and then to qualify for the HEX. And then after, in September, World Cup qualifying starts. So and how many games do you have between now and June? We have, um, so we have two coming up in March. Um, I think there's going to be some in May. And then two, two or three more in June. Oh, okay. So we have a few games to get some points, but uh, again, getting points and the ranking system, it, it's, it's like, tricky. It's literally like it's algebra at its <laughs> hardest. It's, yeah. It is. So do you guys carry the one? <laughs> oh, man, it's, it's cra- it is crazy. I promise you it's crazy. I can't even really explain it properly. Uh, I was going to say, do you guys have an uphill battle? Like, is it, are you close right now? Do you we think? Are, so basically we are, right now we are 14 points away. And so the amount of points that you gain <laughs> gets based on like a lot of things. Gets based on what if it's a friendly or if it's an official game. Uh, gets based on the ranking of your opponent, uh, how much you win the game. Like uh, there's a lot. Like I said, it's it's not yeah, just it's win not loss win loss. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's factoring everything. It's factoring like- everything, and that's how you get points. So we have a we have a, a random intern in some office somewhere just calculating <laughs> oh all God. day. I don't know how they came up with. Well, this. they scored in the 62nd minute, <laughs> yeah. so we're gonna give them an extra point there. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy, but we have a chance. It, it's it, it looks far, but we have a chance, and I think somehow we'll, we'll sneak in there and then world cup qualifying is going to be huge well on that note the world cup coming up this this 20- is not the one that's coming 2022 2022 is, is in north america or south america no right? it's no, not no, 2026 it's i think it's 2026 uh, uh so is coming to north america mexico u.s uh yeah. canada joint um joint host uh this world cup 2022 is in qatar oh that's right yeah yeah, yeah. are they still going through with it there was talks of like the stadium's not being ready or yes. is it about like there's some human rights stuff that's going yes. on not to no, get into that but the, I don't know about a lot the stadiums to. will be ready I think it's the human rights stuff I think they're they're building amazing stadiums like I feel like futuristic there, yeah futuristic stadiums if you've seen like pictures and stuff and but but the problem is they're they're very hard they're I think they're very difficult to construct and and they're working through like heat in the summer yeah, and all that so it's gotta be like forty degrees there's there. more yeah. it's gotta be like fifty fifty five exactly so it's a human rights thing uh, I think they're trying to fix it and they've moved it because it's so hot out that's there. that's what I was my next point yeah they moved it from usual the usual summer to it's, it's gonna be a winter oh winter wow which oh is, really it's gonna I be did. November <gasps> December. Yeah, because that's one of the that was my next point is that originally they're talking about I guess it's usually June July, yes. and I think June July in, in Qatar is like 50, 55, 60 degrees. So yeah. like imagine playing soccer in an open because in in uh, FIFA you have to I believe is the rule you have to have uh, an open it's got to be open but covered as well. Yes. So because I know that there's been talks that like for BMO Field they're gonna ha- they have to do some renovations to host uh, the uh, FIFA yes. when it comes here the World Cup. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, imagine playing in that sixty degrees. Like, nope, no, dude. That's that SpongeBob like, meme. I'm ahead of. So then, okay, so not to jump like too far ahead, but when it comes to Canada, like that, when you heard that, that's got to be a big deal because, yeah. you know, hopefully you guys make it this year. But that gives you a lot of lead time too. A lot of these, you know, the guys who are now back, like when you were 18 in the academy, mm-hmm. fighting for a shot. Like, there's gonna be a lot of those guys coming up in you know yeah. eight years time. So. When it comes to Canada, like that's got to be a, a big deal, Six then, right? Years. Like that's kinda, huge deal. 
Six, sorry. Oh, Carry the God, one. <laughs> yeah, six. Jesus. I'm not good at math. <laughs> but that's got to be exciting too, right? Like to Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, very exciting. I mean, if, if you are a younger player and and then, you know, you do your math and you see how, what age you're going to be in 2026. And if you're in like your prime, like that's that's something you're looking forward to because yeah. um, being a host, you're automatically in. So for me, I'm not really looking forward to that. Like I'm not looking that much you're forward. You're like just I'm a year to it. very, very focused on this World Cup. Yeah. Like for me, this is my World Cup. Like I need this is this is this the need, shot. Yeah, here. we need it. I, I, I don't know how I'm going to be uh, feeling when I'm 36 years yeah. old yeah. in 2026. You know, hopefully still good and good enough to play. But, but this one in front of you is the one that's... This one is the one that I'm really looking forward to because also we have to qualify for it. And if we qualify for it, I think it means that much more. So. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, that that's the focus. Well, and I'm just gonna ask your, you know, your favorite national team moment. Is it the moment you got selected and you realized that you were gonna play, or the moment you first stepped on the pitch? Mm -hmm. like, what's your favorite, I guess, Team Canada or national team moment? Um, I know you did a lot of like under 17 stuff or under 18. Oh, stuff under well. 20. I did under, under 20. 20. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, I did. I was under under 20. Uh, that was a great experience. My first cap, my first game, uh, was was amazing. But my favorite moment, I think for sure which is a lot of our favorite moments on the team now is the beating the U.S. at home to nothing. That was a big, big game for us and a big statement. So uh, an amazing game. Uh, that's when we really, you know, that was our time to show the world of what we're capable of and that we are actually a good team yeah. to be reckoned with. And so that was a, a great moment. That's got to be huge too because even – I don't know as much as you might be able to um, confirm or deny this, but the U.S. does put a lot of money into their development leagues. Um, I One of the reasons I got an insight into this is because my brother's godbrother played... Uh, my when brother's he was, godbrother? My brother's godbrother, if that makes sense. Yeah. He played... He grew up in Maryland, and he played for Team Maryland in high, uh, in high school. So when I was... Same age as me. I went down... I was in grade 12 or something. My family were down in Florida. Uh, and Disney hosts a big tournament every yeah, day yeah, down yeah. there. For, it's all the state teams. Mm -hmm. So my parents are like, let's go see him play. And I don't mean this any disrespect to, to my brother's godbrother, Neil. But when I'm going, I'm thinking, okay, like how good can this tournament be? Again, to your point, even thinking about TFC, I'm thinking in my head then, this is North America. Like yeah, how yeah. good is it going to be? It's U.S. soccer. It's not Europe. I show up at this tournament. I was like, because being in high school, I played soccer, but seeing the speed play they play soccer. at, the size yeah, of these kids. No, okay, well, watch. I was on the bench. Okay, you caught me. <laughs> okay, I got caught. I actually was on the bench. <laughs> but no, seeing these guys play, like, first of all, 52 state teams were there. Yeah. And then seeing how fast, how big these guys are, like, it was incredible. But then, this is now talking 2008, so 12 years ago now. Like, they... Okay, relax. <laughs> I didn't say anything. They, they, but like the amount they were putting even back then into development, do you think Canada now is caught up with that? Or do they still, because it's bigger in the States, yeah. they still put more into it? Like the, the the States still puts more. I think they put more because they have more yeah. still. Um, we've closed the gap for sure. Canada is closing the gap and doing everything they can to close it yeah. more each year. And um, but they they have a head start on us. For that, sure. That's the that's the thing. The U.S. has has a bit of a head start on us in their development, but Canada is is growing quickly. Is growing very very quickly and catching up. And hopefully one day we will surpass them. Yeah, 
I think so. They will get there soon. We got a good melting pot of, of uh, cultures up here. In, oh, yeah. yeah. I think that's the... I mean, in U.S., for sure, you for also sure. have that's, it, but yeah. I think here in Canada, there's just... I think there's more. I think yeah. there's more of that, you know, multi- multiculturalism. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, can, and, I mean, soccer, in the statistics you see, it, there's more kids playing soccer than hockey. Yeah. Hockey these days, so... It, it, it's got to say something. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of it goes towards the safety factor, right? Like yeah. in hockey, for example, with the kind of rise of, you know, the research and studies behind concussions and brain damage, where soccer, although it's still a physical sport, it's not the likelihood of you sustaining a major head injury is pretty slim, if I'm not mistaken. Whereas, yeah. you know, there was, you know, knees and leg injuries yeah. more, but I think that plays a big role because parents these days don't want to for sure put their kid in a place where their brain's going to get damaged. Instead, you know, we'll put them in soccer where we know they're going to run and be fit. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're going to be outside making friends. It's a regular soccer teams, like what, 20, 18 guys or something. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, they've got lots of people around them and you can play soccer all year round and it's fairly inexpensive. So I think well, some that's of the big thing. The inexpensive <laughs> thing is huge because anybody can, you don't even need soccer shoes to start. You, you just need a ball. Need ball. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, personally speaking, based on what I've seen with the growth and how leagues have changed in the last, let's say 10 years, I th- honestly believe I think MLS is in the next decade we'll see like will be one of I think one of the premier leagues for soccer maybe again UK it's like a cultural thing out yeah. there even maybe Germany and Spain but I truly think with the amount of money in North America uh, and the amount of kids that were coming up through soccer I think MLS is going to be massive I think it's going to oh, grow it's, tenfold at least it's one hundred percent going to be one of the top leagues in the world a hundred percent. Uh, where it ranks there, I don't know because, yeah. like you said, the the England, Germany, Spain, Italy, Italy, yeah, sorry, Italy will yeah. always be the big leagues. For I think sure. for the culture there, yeah. Um, but the culture here is growing. It's it's growing and 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 um, and it's better every year. Yeah. You you see it. You just you you see it in games. The the fans and the amount of people showing up. Um, but they're investing a lot of money and and they're growing quickly. And there's already arguments I see online all the time that. You know, our fight right now, that I think right now, or our competition right now is Liga MX, the, the Mexican yes. league. So we're comparing ourselves to them right now. But there's already arguments saying that MLS now has overtaken Liga MX as a whole. Yeah. And I believe at a, as a whole it has. Now uh, what the argument is that no, Liga MX still has the better teams. The big clubs like that the dominate. Clubs, yeah. Their, their, yeah. Yeah. So that that's their argument now. But you see it changing. It's changing all the time. And once... If we, let's say, we have a Champions League uh, winner from MLS MLS, soon, all that starts to change. The conversation is going to change. The conversation changes. MLS will be then competing with the big leagues in Europe. And you see it because there's a lot of uh, players, big players from the Mexican League that have come to MLS this year. So, And a lot of that has to do with the way of life. They say that the way of life is, is much better in South America than it is in Mexico. In Mexico... If you're playing on a big team, you lose a game, then you're dealing with crazy fans yeah, at your house. Yeah, corruption and everything. Yes. Yeah, crime. So, well, I mean, like here too, even on that note about the different cities, when I saw Atlanta got a team and then they were selling out the, the, what is it, the Mercedes-Benz yeah. Superdome or whatever the name is, like that's insane. You think of Atlanta, you think of like the Hawks, you think of the Falcons. Yeah. You don't think of it as a soccer city. Yeah, yeah. And it, they 
from what I understand, they have some of the craziest fans like amazing. in the league now. Yeah. yeah, amazing, amazing fans, amazing. Even a, a team like Kansas, right? Like Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've Great been fan around base. for a while, and their fan base is huge. And you gotta think about they don't they have a baseball team, yeah, football yeah. team, soccer team, right? Yeah, like no yeah. hockey team, no. Um, what's the other major sport I'm missing? That's it. <laughs> so yeah, but like yeah. Kansas is another one of those great examples. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's one of the big things that'll drive it too. Because I gotta give credit, my honest opinion. I think. Like the energy at all sporting events, Toronto is great, but I think TFC truly does have the most dedicated and the best fans, and I think that's what has the experience of soccer. Like I, my background's Greek. I grew up watching soccer. I mean, um, you know, I'm kind of not like what is it accustomed to it, but you know that their fans are dire, they're supporters, yeah. right? The supporters is a big thing. Whereas like you know, Raptors do have fans, but yeah. you don't have a supporter section standing up the no, entire no, game. No. If I stand up for half a game, people are yelling at me. Yeah, to sit yeah, down. yeah, that's yeah. that's BS though. But TFC having that, I think people in North America maybe haven't been exposed to it as long as like going back to UK and Germany yeah. and all this stuff in Europe. Seeing that, people really get like it brings the energy and and being in a in a soccer game, like a TFC game for you know you're there for two hours, you know it's going to be high energy, win or lose or draw, whatever. The entire ninety minutes, people, that section is standing up. Oh yeah, and I think that drives the excitement and and creates the atmosphere, yeah, which yeah. will help it grow, right? For sure, and, and I think it brings new fans every 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 game because yeah. of it i think people that are exposed <laughs> to it for the first time especially they they see that they say wow like i've never seen this in my life before it doesn't happen at hockey games doesn't happen at raptors games they have great atmospheres i i, I think more in the playoffs yeah, yeah. playoffs is or amazing the team's doing well or with the team <laughs> doing well but i've been even i've been to games where the team is doing well in the regular season and then playoffs yeah amazing yeah but uh, that's a TFC game every day, every yeah. game, and and in the final or whatever playoffs is is crazy. So, um, it's it's the culture of the sport, I think, and and people are starting to realize it as a. I think the fan experience in a soccer game is is probably the best out of any sport. And in Toronto, it's a lot more affordable too, right? Like going yeah. to watch a TFC game, I think tickets you can get really good seats for under a hundred bucks. Yes. Leafs and Raptors, you barely get in the building yeah, for yeah. that kind yeah. of price, right? So yeah, it does yeah. make a big difference. It does for sure. If and you're a family of four trying to go to a sporting event, you know, I, with, yeah, I think it it goes to <laughs> your point of why kids also nowadays are are playing soccer more than hockey is is the affordability and sure. living in Toronto. If you if you of course you guys live here, so you guys know the affordability of living here is getting yeah. harder and harder um, each year. So. That's when, you know, when when you look to soccer and you see that it's such an, you yeah. know, the soccer is, is a sport for, of the poor. That's it, yeah. always saying that. It really it's is. It, that's why it's a world sport. And that's why it's the world's greatest sport. And, and I think for that reason, it's growing here now. Yeah. Well, on that note too, since we kind of got back on the TFC stuff and, and um, one thing I wanted to ask, obviously last year, you know, this close again to getting it, uh, to winning and being the biggest stage again. So now you guys are heading into a new season. You know, you've had your rest, your off season, your recovery and all that stuff. Do you envision this year, like, does it feel the same as going into 2017? Like you were that close. Is there mm -hmm. a different vibe? Just knowing that you guys have been there for like, for the last four years. Is it like, what's the energy like this it's, year going into it? Yeah, very similar. Very, very similar um, to that season where we lost and going into this season or the next season. Um, this is similar. Very motivated knowing that we got there um w without even playing our best soccer throughout the whole year i think our best soccer came at the right time obviously but we started off pretty pretty shaky and and we still made it so i think that's given us confidence knowing that if we can keep it consistent you know the the sky's the limit for us again and and uh we've 
you know, we've made a reputation, you know, for our club now that we, we want to make it to the final. Like that's, that's the, that's our goal. Yeah. yeah that's championship or bust. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Exactly. So it's, it's, it's exciting. It's Anything exciting. less than disappointment. Exactly. And, and then do you think now to kind of bring it full circle, you're saying that maybe you guys didn't receive the kind of respect you should have at the beginning. Do you think now the league is on notice saying, you know, okay, TFC is one of the top guys. When we get there, oh, we got to yeah. bring our A game or. No, you know, no, for we, sure. I think, I think, uh, throughout the league now last five years we're uh i don't think we're the most hated team i think we are we are uh everybody gets up for that game everybody circles us on their calendar just because of you know we we've made a lot of um headlines in the last years making the finals signing big players all for these these reasons so everybody wants to prove themselves against toronto fc um but yeah, no, the league is giving us respect for sure. Starting this year, uh, from what I see and and choose to pay attention to, uh, we have the respect this year and and uh, rightly so. And, and then obviously the home opener on on Saturday, like, are you all like jacked up for it, ready yeah, to go yeah, and get yeah. back in front of the home ground? Yeah, home openers are always amazing. Yeah, um, this is gonna be my eighth, and they're always amazing. So, uh, super excited. Um, yeah, hopefully the weather is not too too cold for for the fans, but uh, I know that for the real fans it will matter. Yeah, well, it, the support section will be tarps off. Right? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. saw that in the finals. <laughs> like in speaking of fans in the finals, I look over at one point in 2017. It's like snowing, and I see two guys like these big dudes shirtless yeah. the entire game. I'm yeah, like, yeah. they're I crazy. Watching anywhere. them, no, no, no. that's uh, they're no, they're crazy. amazing. They're yeah. amazing, man. That's I, awesome. I had a couple more actually. You're What's your favorite city to play in? Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, other than here, and your least favorite. <laughs> okay. I think we can say least favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no. uh, like in hockey, it's Winnipeg. Everybody hates Winnipeg. Oh, how yeah. do you know? You play in the NHL? No, but that it was voted by the players. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Winnipeg no, is the we, least favorite. Yeah, yeah, we 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 get those polls sometimes too. I don't know what it. I don't know if it's came out for this year. Uh, for me personally, my favorite city to play in. Um, I love Chicago, man. I love Chicago. Okay. Chicago city. is a great city. They're the Chicago Fire, right? Yes, they have the Chicago Fire. Uh, playing at their stadium is is not great, but the uh, the city going there to play in the city it, it, it's a great city. So, are you talking about the best stadium? No, just in general. Everything in general. Play? Yeah, yeah. Your favorite place to play. Uh, so. Last year, I played in. Uh, we played against LAFC. Um, great stadium. They're new, fairly new yeah, team. Yeah. Great fan base, and Los Angeles is a is, is, a, like, yeah, is a pretty yeah. good city. So okay, so just we, on that, sorry, on that note, they have the best I think rivalry name, El Tráfico. El Tráfico, amazing. That is that's the great. shit. That is the coolest no, rivalry that's name. I think yeah. that's awesome. They, they did sorry, it right. Yeah. They did it right. And then okay, your least favorite. My least favorite. Like a place where you like, oh yeah. darn, I gotta go to <laughs> Montreal again. No, Montreal's. A, I'm sure you probably like that, but no, Montreal's what's, okay. What's yeah. your least favorite? My no, my least favorite game has to be, um. They say Cincinnati is pretty bad, but I, I I didn't play there last year. They're, you skipped today. Yeah, <laughs> I, heard I, I forget. That, coach, my ankle hurts. <laughs> I forget why I missed that game actually, yeah. but I missed that. We're trip. gonna Google it. <laughs> it used to be it used to be like a a, a league wide consensus that uh, it was Columbus. Columbus oh. is not bad playing that game. The the they have a nice little stadium and fan base. Uh, the worst I think is New England. Oh yeah. really? Yeah, man. Because we we don't stay in Boston. We stay in Foxborough, and we stay literally in like, because there's a hotel right in right beside the stadium, and there's nothing there, man. Nothing. You've actually you've been out yeah, there, yeah. yeah. 
and it's like a fi- 50 minutes an hour out yes exactly so you're there to play the game and leave that's, in and out, it, that's it and uh and then and then in the game um they're a club that they're trying to rejuvenate themselves i think uh they haven't had much success late uh in the past couple of years so they don't get a lot of fans there's not really an atmosphere you're playing oh, yeah. playing on turf Man, New England. That's, brutal, right? <laughs> That's okay. Easy answer. There. I was gonna ask yeah. one too. Who has the most ruthless fans? Ruthless fans? Ooh. Like we'll just like shout the shout stuff that you cannot say on this podcast. Like just absolutely off over yeah. offside. The craziest fans. Um, Atlanta's good, man. Atlanta yeah. has a really good atmosphere. But craziest fans that is Montreal. Oh yeah, but yeah. that's but that's because they hate us. Oh, so for you guys, when you go, they yeah they get up. So for they circle that game I, on the calendar. I, get I up for hear that, the eh? worst stuff from Montreal fans. Um, Jeez. but the the, the Quebecois. Like, yeah, I never liked them. <laughs> <laughs> Damn man, we have to get some enemies on you. <laughs> <laughs> but the um, but the greatest atmosphere probably uh, probably Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's what I don't get. I just remember turning a game on one day in their first season. They had like, like you said, 50, 70, yeah, fifty thousand. Yeah. Yeah, Crazy. Man. They did it right. They, they. Well, mark, their owners, they Arthur, right. Arthur Blank, right, is their yeah. owner who, who owns the Falcons too. So yeah, he's got some know. deep pockets to put uh, some money in. And there. that's what it is. These days, you gotta invest. The, yeah. The the teams that really invest are the ones that that are successful. And we can look at Atlanta, LAFC now mm-hmm. as well. And. Uh, but even TFC though, like if you look no, back when they bought too, like yeah. you know, yeah, Josie Bradley, MLC, all these yeah. guys. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Well, at the time, we were the top they spending were, yeah, team, and yeah. we and they always pride themselves. There will always be one of the top spending For teams. Sure. But at that at that moment, they were the top and now, the top. And who it, do you know who it is now? Is it? Um, I don't know. New England, <laughs> definitely not New England. <laughs> uh, it's either Atlanta or LAFC. Yeah, I think. yeah. LA, yeah. She's the new team, Galaxy. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Galaxy. Good. Galaxy uh, invested a lot this year too. Is my, when's Miami's team? When's Beckham's team coming? They're, 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 no. This season? Yeah, this season they lost their first game to okay. LAFC, a tough game on the road. Uh, but they lost that first game. But they'll be another eventually good yeah. team in a couple of years. In a couple of years, for sure. Forward. When you have Beckham as your as your owner, and, and I mean in Miami too. That, I mean, I'm sure that's going to be on your list of good places to go oh, visit yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, on that note, when you guys do go to away games, does it? Do you spend the week there to train in the no, field no. just for the like? No, we we it, it depends. Um, for our East Coast games, we will we will fly there the day before the game. Okay. After we train here, so basically we're there to sleep, uh, play the game, and then we stay the night and we leave the next morning. So forty eight okay. hours kind of thing. Forty eight hours about, and then for West Coast we leave about two or three days before okay and then we train there for a couple of days yeah because of the the time change and and yeah yeah all those things okay very cool very cool i had uh i got one last one for the okay. the parade like oh you know that's gotta be in my opinion like a the parade is probably just as exciting as winning itself yes. right what was it like you know you win you're at home like well it's a little different because you guys were already here but the you start the parade i think it was two days after the win yes Monday and, morning, you know, the Liberty Village and that kind of area of downtown Toronto. Oh, was it was. Just, it was actually more the financial district. And then it cut across, right? It and cut across, like kid, the the financial district, yeah. and went to City Hall. We started at the Scotiabank Arena. Yeah, and, and it just cuts across. There, yeah. So Liberty Village, everybody, all the fans were in the downtown core, and uh, amazing, amazing. Like one of the, apart from winning the cup, that's probably like my best memory was the parade. Like that was incredible and i thought like at this time 
I'm like, man, this is the turnout. First of all, it was freezing, yeah. freezing, and the turnout yeah, was, was like amazing. Early December, yes, and, and it was uh, during a work day too. Because I remember yes. it was like a, like it was a, a Monday. One, yeah, yeah. Monday, there you go. It was a Monday morning, and I remember we were going on the bus, and we're on top of the bus, and, and we're seeing like in the buildings, like people have stopped working and just watching the parade. Uh, amazing, man, amazing. I think it went down university. University, yeah, university. Yeah. yes, yes. Well, you guys brought really like it, it's a major league sport, the first championship since. To Toronto since the Blue Jays, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. like for our generation, all the three's table, we've never seen a championship yeah, parade. Yeah. I mean, you guys did it, and then obviously the Raptors now. But <laughs> you know, our city's got crazy support. The oh, fans, man, and they were starved for it. So when you guys did yeah, it, yeah. you know, even people who weren't fans of soccer coming out because we'd never seen that before. Yeah, right? it's it's funny. <laughs> it's funny because for me, like that was amazing. The amount of people that showed up, that was amazing. And then the Raptors won, <laughs> <laughs> and that was crazy. I can only <laughs> imagine. But um. Honestly, I could, I'll probably tell you, like, whether there was 2 million people there or whatever. I don't know. There was, like, 5,000. I don't know how many. But uh, I probably felt the exact same way yeah. as the Raptors players. You know what I mean? It, there is, for me, Do you, no, you feel no like the world looking at you Exactly. At for me, no yeah. difference. Like, for sure, there, there was crazy. And there's yeah. basketball in North America. But, um, man, yeah, that, that, that was that's a great memory, man. As it should be, man. Like, when you're gr- growing up in Brampton, down the street here, and yeah. getting to ride down through a parade, it's got to be a crazy feeling. Uh, amazing, man. Amazing. I have two more. I have one. I don't know if I asked this already. Your most memorable goal you've ever scored. Ooh. And not just DFC, any goal in your entire career. Uh, <laughs> I have some nice ones when I was a kid. <laughs> when he was, like, 14. Just yeah. just breaking ankles, yeah. eh? Um, in, my, in my professional career, my favorite one has to be against Tigris. Uh, it was like a back heel and we won the game. Uh, amazing. Yeah. And at the time, Tigris was like a powerhouse. Like they, you understand, like this is a powerhouse in the region. Um, and we beat them at home in the first leg. We ended up beating them both legs and, but to get the winner in the, in the first leg there at home was in the last minute. Yeah. Back heel. It's a nasty one. eh? It was was a good one. (laughs) (laughs) So, I got one last one that we always ask everyone. We kind of wrap it up. Okay. If you have one piece of advice you can give to your younger self, to young Jonathan coming up, get yeah. you know facing that adversity, all that stuff. What's one piece of advice you would give to yourself or some like a young young guy? Just it would be the same position as you were at one point. Um, I like this question, man. Yeah, I, probably you guys know the, the Players Tribune. They yeah. they have guys doing the letters. I, I love reading those. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, I think the advice that I would give my young self is um, to follow my gut, honestly. And because sometimes you, 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 when you're young, you know, you're following your gut, but then you start to get all these like opinions from other people. And as a young person, you don't know who to listen to and stuff like that. And people are telling you, no, that's a bad idea. But, um, Follow your gut because it's led to where I am now. And that that's literally the advice I would tell them. Don't worry about all these other opinions. Follow your gut because what you feel and believe is what's going to happen. That's awesome, man. That's, that's a great one. I'm just thinking back to when you were like 18 and you're thinking, you know, no, I'm not going to hang them up. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm good. I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it. And kind of that whole story from then, how... You know, you've reached the pinnacle. And I think this advice would, would make that time of, um, you know, that time of struggle and anxiety and all that a lot shorter. Yeah. That, that's all. So that that's why I would give that advice. It, for me, it felt like an eternity. 
And so this advice would probably make that just a bit shorter. So looking in hindsight, if you had that to block the noise and just focus on this, it would have got you through it a little bit easier. A little bit easier. Just yeah. a little bit easier. Not, not, I wouldn't take it away For because sure. I need that. Yeah. It would just make it a, a, little bit, yeah. a little bit easier. Okay, okay. Well, listen, that's all I got. Honestly, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, this, was, this was a great... Yeah, awesome. awesome. This, yeah. yeah, we really appreciate it. And, you know, again, fire it up now for the season coming up. <laughs> yeah, big, you guys got to, honestly, guys got to come through this year. We need, a, we need a yeah, big, another yeah, finals yeah. run. Of course, man. Of course. Uh, and, you know, we'll be at games. I mean, I'm actually, my seats are right behind the net, north. East corner. I'm like right there. So okay. I'll, I'll probably I'll get be, you. I'll look out for you. Just don't trip on the styrofoam. No, no, definitely not. I learned my lesson. I don't. I don't get off the grass. I stay on the grass. <laughs> he sees the white line like to be yeah, yeah. down it. Yeah, that's it. That's no, it. That's but awesome. yeah, Jonathan. Again, thank you so much for coming on. This was absolutely amazing, and I'm sure uh, some younger guys hearing this are gonna. You know, yeah. you're already a role model to mm -hmm. so many people out there. So appreciate. I that. think this is ab absolutely amazing, and uh, yeah, that's yeah. It. No, so, I, uh, thanks for having me, man. This was honestly a lot of fun. Man. I hope we do it again. Of course, oh, hey, man. Hey, anytime you whenever, want. Whenever, whenever. Cool. You're man. Always welcome. All, All right, right, guys. Signing it. off. Thanks, pals. Thanks, pals. Take care. You like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain, and I don't remember all of my mistakes and every I got alone. No one thing. I'm not alright